0: I put my trust in you, and I'm trusting, I love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in you I put my trust in you, and when I'm trusting, I love I put my trust in you, I put my trust in, my trust in you, trusting, I I trust in you trust in Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller And my name is Niles Spain, and we are your foot buddies we are a dating and sex advice podcast that is award-nominated where we take your sticky, sexy situations to turn them into sexy, sticky situations.
1: Simply put, we find questions either online or through our delightful listeners, and we answer them on the topics of sex and dating. Now, wait, before we start, yes? I'm going to have to scan your butt to make sure you're not cheating a podcasts.
0: i mm, sorry. I can't allow you to do that. You
1: got nothing to hide. You got nothing to not get scanned. I I got to go. You were saying something. What were you saying?
0: I fled. I oh, was gone. Yeah. Hmm? I, I was I had fled. Um no, I was I was also going to make a, a butt joke as well. Damn it.
1: And by that I mean, haha, I got there first.
0: <laughs> you did. You did get there first. Now are you ready
1: for a audience question?
0: I would absolutely love
1: one. Hell yeah. So, they said agent name you decide, which I don't know if that's what the agent name they want or whether we should decide. So I'm going to keep it agent name, you decide. So agent, you decide asks, I'm a woman, 36 years old. In the last two years I have started feeling my G spot and being able to orgasm from penetration. I've with three people since this started. First one took a while, but now it is getting much easier to come. All three men have accused me of faking it as they are well aware. Women can't come from penetration. I'm really enjoying this newfound feeling. However, I'm really getting tired of the accusations. How do I handle this? (laughs) Oh
0: man, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, I'm having like just waves of realization of how wild it, like one. Awesome. Great. I'm so happy for you. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope this is like a new era of you just coming in your brain. Go
1: you but, and go your G spot.
0: Yeah. I love it. This is, this makes me very happy, but I love the idea of one, the absolute Miseducation of these dudes of being like, mm-hmm. Actu- it is impossible. It does not exist. Like, <laughs> yep. is is that where we are with how absolutely detached we are from female pleasure? That we, it's now not like before when I was you know younger. It was like, oh, it's really hard. The female orgasm is a difficult thing to achieve, and now we have just resigned ourselves to, nope, can't happen. Just doesn't happen. Well, I think like
1: a lot of the problem. With men in sex, and there's so many. But one is that, like, there's so much weight given to penetration, usually, where, like, so many men think their dick is the be all and end all of sex. And that's the reason why a lot of women can't come is because penetrative orgasms are not the most easily achievable. They're not the most common. A lot of women find it nigh impossible. Um, And I feel like teaching that to men has been a very important. Thing to do over the last while have we gone too far <laughs> no we've just taught them no nope, we've overshot now they don't even realize like i should be doing other things they're like this is a possible this is impossible and you are lying to me
0: yeah it's like that that's the first sort of like oh no and then the idea that instead of like if if i was a young man i mean and granted i don't know how old these guys you're sleeping with you're 36 maybe you're sleeping with people in and of your age range i would just assume it, somewhere nearby yeah, but you never know. But again, it, it doesn't really matter if I'm with a woman and they orgasm through penetrative sex and they tell me such or, you know, we talk about it after the fact. I would hope my 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 sincere desire would be to believe them. Right. Mm-hmm. I It would take a lot for me to not believe them if it was a cartoonish over exaggeration with like, you know. That made me feel uncomfortable with how, how much work it seemed to be, or or like how much it is, is being presented out, mm, out front. If it seems performative. Then then maybe I would be like, hmm. Mm. But at the end of the day, I want you to come. And if you do, then I, I would like to feel good about that. So the idea that these guys are now also, or be like, this is impossible. Also, if it does happen, fuck Any sort of joy I will derive from making you come, I now don't believe you, is also a crazy next step for me. We'll look at the
1: positives here. The positives are, hopefully they care about your pleasure enough to doubt you when you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping they want you so badly to come that they're like, no, I need to do more work. And it's not just, I don't trust you, I don't believe you. At least they do kind of know that penetrative sex is not necessarily the best way to get a woman off. So, you know, kind of almost a silver lining there,
0: Uh, but that's kind of about it. But that would be like saying it would be very difficult to win the lottery, right? It is not not the most common practice when you buy a lottery ticket. It would Mm -hmm. be like someone literally looking at someone who has won the lottery and be like, no, that doesn't exist.
1: Now- Let's get this clear. I'm not supporting these people. I'm know no. facing desperately to find shreds, glimmers of hope in this situation. Because like, I don't think it's malicious is, is I, I guess what I was skirting around. I don't think this is like super red flag. Fuck this person. I think there are glimmers maybe like salvageable glimmers. And I think the way forward is just to be like, I'm not lying to you. And you can be like, yeah, I, I get it. Penetrative orgasms are not for everybody, but I can have them. I have had them and you gave me one. And then be like, this is a good thing. Like I'm rewarding a job well done here. Like, you know, like a lay on low flattery, but like, I guess keep it matter of fact. And like, if they're determined not to believe you and be negative, this is probably not the kind of person you want to sleep with. Because every time you have sex, it's like, what do you then need to do to prove that you've come?
0: This is, this is, I think where I'm going to land on this. Mm-hmm. I think that if you are in your thirties and you are having sex with a man who doesn't believe the female orgasm exists, Well, through through penetrative sex. Okay, yes, yes. If 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 they are convinced that this is a impossibility, I do not think that that is a sexual partner that I would want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If if I was having sex with someone and they were like, "Oh, the only way that you can come is through a blowjob," so therefore, all the penetrative sex we have is specifically for my pleasure. I would be like, "Hey, this." no, I don't want to have sex with you, hmm. right? Because that's that's essentially what they're saying. They're saying that when we are having penetrative sex, your pleasure doesn't really exist.
1: Well, like, the, the I funny can't thing is- come,
0: So everything I'm doing is to make myself come. Well, that's a really good point, because,
1: like, in this instance, I'm assuming all they had was penetrative sex, right? Or else why be like, nope, the, you didn't come, because- You know, if they only believe penetrative sex doesn't work, then is that all they did? Because otherwise they probably would be like, oh, you came because I was doing the things you can come from. So if they don't believe they can come from what they were doing, why were they only doing what they were doing?
0: This thing, like, again, we don't know. Maybe this is like, you know, maybe he did go down on her. She came and he was like, hell yeah, I did it. And then they had had penetrative sex. And then he was like, well, hold on a second. Mm. Now I'm questioning the whole situation because that doesn't happen. But like at the end of the day, like I said, this dude is having penetrative sex with your pleasure at the back of his. Like it's not he doesn't think that you can come during this scenario and therefore obviously isn't taken into consideration when he's having penetrative sex with you. That is a bad position to hold. And it's fine because there have been times I've been with people who are like, oh, hey, just so you know, I don't come through penetration. So don't feel like you have to last longer. For me let's have a good time, but if you're ready to come, don't feel like you need to to go through any measures and that's you know that's something I like to know that's great because now I know that we can just figure out what works, what feels good and if I'm about to come, I don't need to be like, oh, I haven't gotten her there yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I think maybe you're being a little harsh because we don't know the specifics. I think what I said still stands it's worth a, a conversation. yes, you know what I mean if you say, hey look, because, again, you've been a lot of people have been told like, oh, I can't come from pleasure sex or you read it or you see stories everywhere. So it is kind of a commonly held belief that it is far more rare. And, you know, I, I do understand when I was younger uh, and I didn't know very much about sex, like there was always that fear that someone would be faking it. Now, one, these people are not 15, presumably. I fucking yes. hope because you're 36. I hope so. Um, we'll have
0: another question after and this. That question would be,
1: police, are you free right now? You know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if you have this conversation, they are willing to move past it. It can be a blip. And hopefully, you know, that could be it. But I think if you have this conversation and anything arises from that, and if they kind of like, again, either accuse you of lying or don't listen to you, it's like, that's it. I think that is, there's no salvaging it at that point.
0: I think you have to really, really, really think about how much you like this person, how much you're willing to invest in re-education. Because if if these are just booty calls, I would say find someone else. Because at the end of the day, like, it's not your job to teach a, a dude that penetrative orgasms exist. Exist. <laughs> like, like it's not even that, like, you're trying to convince them that you can have them. You know, it, you're trying to convince them that they, that, anybody in the world can have them and then that you can and then that you did (laughs) yes (laughs) like that like i don't want to have an uphill battle trying to convince someone that i had a good time having sex yeah and that's the thing
1: (laughs) what i was suggesting is only in the instance that you want to if this is someone you care about or you know maybe the sex was great maybe everything else is good like sure it can be worth a chat if it's not if it is just a booty call like fuck it you'll find someone who's
0: better at sex. And I don't necessarily mean physically, but like definitely mentally. At the end of the day, if this person is, you find them super attractive and you enjoy fucking them, it doesn't really matter if they believe you, whether you came or not. If you came right. Like, especially if it's, if it's a booty call as well,
1: yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you just want to go there and you want to feel good, it's like, fuck it. Next time you don't need to tell them, you know what I mean? You could just go
0: enjoy them. Yeah. Cause like him not believing that you had an orgasm doesn't all of a sudden, like, it's not like he reaches back through space and time and removes the orgasm from mm-hmm. your memory or your body. Like it, it all, like, I think it all really does boil down to how much you want to invest in these people, either at like as partners or, and as people, right? Like if you do want to move this forward into a relationship, then I think it's going to be an exhausting one. If if the conversation that Nell has proposed doesn't go well, or I mean, just in my opinion, just the fact that you have to have it is is exhausting. If these are just hookups that you're using specifically for sex, who the fuck cares if the guy believes you or not? Well, I think my worry is... It's the If it's the kind of guy who's this in
1: his head about her saying she had an orgasm, he's maybe the kind of guy who's like, Oh, did you come yet? Did you come yet? And like, if she says yes and he doesn't believe her, that's bad. If she says
0: nothing or no, maybe he'll just keep on trying to do stuff. Hey, then don't let me know. tell you, that just furthers my point of don't sleep with this guy. Well, I,
1: so yes, basically, if this person sucks, if if you don't care about this relationship, if it's a one night stand, move on, whatever. Who cares? If you do care about them, worth a shot. But if that shot doesn't go well, ditch them. Because as Dane said, why would you try to fight an uphill battle for literally you telling them they did a good job? Like that's the least dramatic situation. That's such a good position for them to be in and a good position for them to be in. Most people be basking in. They're turning it into an issue. You don't want that because imagine what a bad situation is like with that person. Yeah. So I think you know what to do. Good on you with your G-spot. Keep fucking rocking those orgasms, and uh, you'll find someone who knows it exists. For all the guys out there, it does exist.
0: It, it, it exists. The, the truth is out there. The truth is out there. Hey, do you think there is someone on the right stuff whose favorite liberal hoax is female penetrative orgasms?
1: I like it. I fought so hard not to make a lot of uh, right stuff jokes already. So yeah, fully. This Man, is the future
0: liberals want. Yeah. Women orgasming through sex. First, they came for our comedy, and now they're coming for our, our sexual experiences. Now they're
1: coming for coming.
0: <laughs> How dare they? How fucking dare they? Uh, okay, here's, here's one. This comes from Reddit user Drive Anywhere. Is it wrong to want your girl to wear less provocative outfits when she goes to work? Just the crazy stuff. Pants with holes around the butt. Short shorts, those leggings that go all the way up the butt, low cut shirts, tube tops, etc. Is it wrong to want to be there when she wears these more provocative outfits? I want to feel excited to see her dressed in a way that she might not dress up for others. Is this wrong? I know guys are say- I know guys are going to see her and admire her. I'm not trying to stop that from happening, and couldn't if I was. I just want to feel special.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wrong to control what your partner wears just for your own self-gratification.
0: I feel like I just want to feel special is the like tagline of men. <laughs> the, in, right, the
1: right stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like a very specific group of men is, I just want to feel special. And then like in a subtitle, by making women my property.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like we all want to feel special. That's that's fine. That's kind of the whole goal, and a good partner should. However, being like I want to control what you wear so I can feel better is like I also think that's not what this is about. I think they're trying to phrase what we all know what they're trying to say in a way that's more palatable.
0: Here's the thing, and this is this is something that I, I agree with you. Yes, I think like a lot of people get the the i want to feel special part the the feeling special part is the fact that they come home to you at the end of the night and you mm-hmm. get to have sex with them and you get to have a relationship with them and mm-hmm. you get to do the th- like you get to spend time with them on a more intimate level whether that the is shit that sex. matters yeah whether it is sex or just quality time like snuggling on the couch eating some ice cream out of a tub and watching a shitty movie like mm-hmm. that is you getting to feel special but yeah. so many dudes take take sex and, and and physical intimacy as a given or as, like, their right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so it doesn't feel special to them because they think, oh, I'm owed this. You're yeah, my girlfriend. So sex sex is a given. It's not a special thing. Everyone gets it if they're with you. The thing is, though, like, sex with women
1: isn't even special anymore, right? Because it's like you have sex with them, and then they just start lying to you about how they
0: came from like, penetration. I was... I had no idea where you are going with <laughs> that. I was like, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Did I not? Was I unclear about my stance on this? <laughs> Sex movement women is not
1: special anymore. It's all about dudes. No, like, that's the thing. You, If you don't feel special in your relationship, that's fully a conversation you need to have with your partner. If there's something lacking, whether it's like your love language or... Like maybe you guys have drifted apart, or you know, if there's an issue at your relationship, if you don't feel special, that's a valid criticism. That's a valid problem to have. And you talk and I about
0: think it. A, a common one that men have. I think yes. I think there is a, a very uh, a common place where men are underappreciated when when they do put in effort and they do this. I, I think there is a lot of dudes out there who are underappreciated in mm-hmm. their relationship.
1: And I think men don't have the emotional intelligence or or in a lot of ways or like the societal permission to discuss and bring up these these things because they feel like they're lesser if they have to. And when they do, like, you know, I feel like a, a lot of men feel like they're a coward or or not a real man if they have to bring up saying that they they don't feel special or that they don't feel the care. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, especially when it comes to like things like affection attention like that is something that we are we are taught at a very young age that we're not meant to to have you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like look at men looking for affection and men looking for attention like that's you're being clingy you're being needy you're You're being you know you're yeah you're not like alpha's take they don't like ask right like Mm it's it's stuff that we are repeatedly beaten up about
1: yeah and even like just look at the suicide rates among men they don't ask for help from their friends, from their family, from anybody. It's its kind of what's been ingrained into us. So that is all very valid. But being like, I don't want her to wear clothes she feels, you know, she's wearing for whatever reason she's wearing them, which again is not your purview. That's not feeling special. And if it is, if that's the only thing you want out of this relationship is to like own how she looks in certain ways, then I feel like you're not in a relationship. You're in some weird kind of like, she's like your trophy. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, this is kind of like why I wanted to bring the question of, of being like, we could sit here uh, and we have talked about in the past of being like, you're you're just being an asshole and clearly like kept it surface level. But I found the inclusion of like, I just want to feel special. I felt like I was like, it finally kind of clicked to me of being like, oh, I'm starting to get it now. I'm starting to get why there are so many dudes who are like, I don't, you know, the, the question about the, the woman on the beach wearing her like new bikini that we had a while back Mm -hmm. ago. And we've had these questions before. This isn't a new question. We're going to see questions like this again in the future. Um, But I think like things that you've brought up and things that I've brought up, I I think that is really like the core of it is that I think it's twofold. I think it's like we talked about one, men, we don't get the opportunity to ask for affection and attention and to feel special, right? Mm -hmm. Like on a a more uh, emotional and affectionate level, of being like, oh, we we feel pampered, whether like, regardless of what that actually means by your definition. And two, on the flip side of things, we're also socialized to think that like the time and intimate nature of being with someone is our right. Right. Like we're we're told that, like, oh, if you if you land with with a hot woman or like when you start dating someone, it's like sex is part of this. Mm. And it's owed to you. And therefore, that intimacy doesn't feel special because it feels like it's it's like you're you just owed it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree, but I do also think that like I don't think it's only that because I think that takes away from a lot of like the toxic mindset of like owning women and their bodies and their image and like the weird kind of like territorial aggression towards other men viewing that as if it would somehow take away from your relationship just you know like so that's all there and whether that's part of it or not it's so hard to kind of extract them but i I think that
0: lives in the middle you know what i mean like i feel like it's that that tore the tearing between the two ideas and then you like what you end up getting is exactly what you described is this like perfect description of like territory of being like no she's mine and what you're seeing belongs to me Mm. because i need it to feel special because i feel like this is the only thing like having something you don't Mm. is the is my definition of like being validated
1: maybe but i think it boils down to yeah you're in the wrong for wanting that
0: i think absolutely
1: not wanting to feel special but in wanting to control your partner in this way to make your like to restrict her as a way to make you feel better that's not right we all know that right so Look, if you don't feel special, think about why. Think about ways that you can build your relationship in a positive manner that do make you feel special and and healthily work towards them and communicate with your partner. Don't just like limit them and, and put these rules on them because like you making them less doesn't make you more and it shouldn't. And as a good partner, that's not what you should want.
0: Yeah, if if you sit down and you decide that the only thing that makes you feel special in a relationship is getting to see you know the midriff of this person, if that's and, and no one else being allowed to, if that's what makes you feel special, you've done a bad job. You're also, in a bad let, place.
1: Let's be fair. You're presumably seeing them naked. You know, what I mean, you're seeing them without makeup. You're seeing them without clothes. You're seeing them in their pajama. Project- you're seeing all the important, intimate, like actual special shit. Her wearing fucking leggings to the gym. What? Like, what's she gonna do at home? Be like, ooh, I wore my leggings. Like, what? I wore my jeans with holes near the butt. Like, that's... What do you know?
0: Hey, I will say, that's the only one I agree with, because I don't think anyone should wear jeans with holes near
1: the butt? What does that mean? (laughs) That's the best part. I don't
0: know what that means. Also, I
1: have jeans with holes near the butt, because my jeans always rip, so because you got that fat ass that chunky butt so yeah just don't curtail don't limit your partner don't make them less to try to make yourself more if you do want to feel special there are ways to do that there are positive ways and it's not this
0: and expressing your needs as a man is not a bad thing having a conversation with your partner and being like hi here's how i feel this is these are some things i would like to pursue you know maybe you need a, a hug or a kiss mm-hmm. before you go to work. Like maybe that's something that is very simple and actionable. And if your partner looks at you and is like, ew, or thinks you're less of a man for wanting a nice hug before you head out to work or before they head out to work, or, you know, if I don't know, I don't know what you need, but if, if your par- if you have needs and requirements that would make you feel more valued in your relationship and your partner, doesn't want to pursue them or entertain them, then perhaps you're with the wrong person. And again, I want to stress that it it needs to be needs that that are for your benefit and not for, you know, not like, oh, my needs are, you need to cover up.
1: And also like, you can't, just because- a thing you need doesn't mean there can't be a discussion about it or that you can then weaponize it like yes. again as Dane said if it was something like oh i just want like a kiss before i go out every day does that mean they have to give you one every day and if they don't they're a bad person no but if you have a conversation about the things you feel are lacking in your relationship and they call you less or weak or laugh at the fact that you're being vulnerable then they're a shitty person you shouldn't be with yeah good luck out there but don't be shitty all right you ready for peach stare i was born ready for peach stare naked girl in the window. Best way to deal with it? <laughs> My part- huh? Yeah, look. go ahead. <laughs> My partner, 30-year-old male and I, 28-year-old female, moved in together a few months ago and things have been going great. We've been together for 3 years and the timing felt right. We line on so many things in terms of values, future goals, etc. We live in a condo, and lately a woman in the building across from us has been walking around her house naked in the evenings and at night. She goes to bed naked, with the blinds fully open. You do you, girl, but the way my partner has reacted to it is leading me to feel very disrespected and angry. He tried to look at her without me noticing. This has happened on multiple occasions. I always notice, and he tells me a little fib, saying he's just looking out the window. Eventually he admits to me, that girl is walking around naked. I've talked to him about how it hurts my feelings and makes me feel disrespected. He's always apologetic after, but keeps doing it. I know it shouldn't be a big deal. I just wish he'd be more upfront with me about it versus making it a secret. Thoughts about managing the situation? I guess I could draw our blinds, but is that covering up a deeper issue? Do I just need to accept he will want to look at this other woman? That doesn't bother me as much. There's just something about him trying to hide it in this situation. All perspectives are welcome.
0: Huh. <sighs> I, like, I... Look, at the end of the day, if there's a naked person, people are gonna look. It doesn't <sighs> matter if they're attractive. It doesn't matter. Like, there was a homeless guy the other day with his dick hanging out the side of his fucking, like, and it's like, I don't wanna see it, <laughs> but I looked at it. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, you're just like, oh yeah, that's a dick. I honestly Obviously, feel like if there was
1: a, like, if there was someone you found on unatt- a, like, I, I don't wanna talk about people being attractive and unattractive, and blah, blah, blah. But like, if there was someone across the road who was unattractive and put naked up against the
0: way, you, you would definitely look. You'd be even have a harder time not looking. That's, yeah, exactly. If there's a dude s- like swinging his dick around in the apartment, like you're gonna look whether again, whether or not you want you find him attractive or whether or not mm-hmm. you're thinking about how great that that big old schlong is, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm. A naked person is always gonna draw someone's attention. Yeah. Now, I do think you did a very responsible thing and you told your boyfriend, be like, hey, it does make me a little self-conscious. The fact that you are repeatedly kind of longingly looking out the window. I think I think that bringing it up is important and and necessary in this situation. I think also being like, you know, you don't need to lie about it. If you're doing it, that's fine. But like, dude, it's not difficult to when you're, your partner's in the room to not stare out the window at the naked person. Repeat. I would love to know if she let him know that part because he, she doesn't say that she did. No, you're right. She doesn't say that she's more upset about the, the lying than she is (laughs) about the, the act, which I, again, I think another conversation is warranted for sure.
1: That's the thing. If you didn't say that, like, and you mean it, then say that or act on it yourself. Where if you see her be like, Oh, look, it's naked again. You know what I mean? Like if you don't mind the fact that she's there, and you don't mind that he's looking. You just don't like the subtleness. Why don't you engage? You're obviously looking at her too. You know what I mean? You noticed her. You notice her all the time. It's clearly not just a him thing. You're just upset about him doing it because either it's the fact that he's a guy and therefore might be attracted to her. Or sorry, a straight guy. Or that he's hiding it. So it's like, you're, you're seeing this too. You know, the draw of naked person across the road. So like own it, play, like if you call it, maybe it'll become more commonplace. It won't be as illicit. It won't be as exciting if it's just become part of the scenery, you know, and what's he going to do? Go across the road and be like, Hey, I see you're naked all the time. Like she'd be like, cool. That's the creepiest fucking
0: thing I've ever heard. Leave me alone. Unless this is her siren song and she just collects men. Maybe anyone who comes knocking it's got you gotta treat this like when you are bad at training dogs and they they pee and you rub your face in it the second you see her naked you'd have to like grab him by the head drag him over the window slam him against the window and be look at it is that what you want to see look at it (laughs) and eventually
1: when she looks across the road just sees this guy like face up to the window like frantically struggling
0: yeah and then eventually he'll be he'll Co- like, he'll he'll merge the two ideas of being uh, forced to watch her that he won't want to look at her because all he'll think about is the bad the bad rub times, the times mm-hmm. where you and, rub his face in it.
1: And the thing is, I feel like a lot of why, like, when you put your dog's face in, like, by its doo-doo, it's the smell as well. So you got to make sure it's a stinky window.
0: Oh, make make that window stinky.
1: Also, I don't believe that's a good practice for your dog, so we're not going to do that.
0: I did say that it was bad. You trained yes. your dogs poorly. Okay, I wanted. Oh, to I thought you were saying
1: like they were trained poorly, which is why they're making the messes.
0: No, no, okay. it is yes. that's it's a bad okay. practice to do yes. with dogs. It's just bad work. at
1: training dogs, and you're kind of an ass, and you do this. But it's okay because men are dogs, am I right? And <laughs> <laughs> maybe scan his butt because it's the best way to know if he's cheating.
0: <laughs> um. I don't know what to like have the conversation with them and then also just be like, hey, if you're going to sneak looks like wait until I go to the bathroom or something and get an eye full.
1: And also you're saying, do I need to just accept he will look at other women? Yeah, of course. Yes. I think we all need to accept our partners don't just cut off every part of them that makes them attracted to what they were attracted to before. And that doesn't matter. What matters is that they act within the parameters of your relationship in a trustworthy sense. Is looking across out the window cheating no is it great Meh. it's it's a naked person you're looking at them too you know so it's like and you say that's not what bothers you but then what you also then mention, do i need to accept he will look at other women so clearly it does bother you i feel like maybe you just don't want to admit to it mm. so drawing the blinds isn't gonna figure shit out and it's gonna curtail your life that's my word of the day apparently don't do that you know you don't want live in darkness just because there might be a naked person across the road just find like I, the more you get used to it, the less of a big deal it's going to be. and like, he's not going to break up with you because he can see a naked person. Porn exists. TVs and movies like look at Game of Thrones. There's nakedness in that all the time. Maybe um, you
0: to just start walking around naked.
1: Yeah. Maybe you, you out naked her. Get even more naked. Take off some flesh.
0: Yeah. Do be like the, uh, yeah. Do the Robbie Williams music video. Just do one of those. Have like a little yeah. dance off and progressively get more naked. And just write on the window. I do want to rock DJ. Big middle finger. <laughs> Maybe go over to her house and get naked together. And then just be like, just stare at your boyfriend and shrug. And just be like, you know, now I'm here. Now this is where yeah. I live. And then
1: date her and dump him. Yeah.
0: And then put the up. Ooh.
1: And then rub his face in a stinky window. I really don't think there's any way to make him not look at this person.
0: No, no, not at all. I, th- there's nothing you can do. Also, like even if he wants to, I'm sorry, but if a naked person mm-hmm. kept walking across my street, Again, they could be someone I find absolutely repulsive. There could be nothing attractive about them. Mm -hmm. But if a naked person comes jiggling on by, I'm going to look at what's jiggling, you know? Also, like, if I was close enough
1: that I could really well see into someone's apartment and they were just doing stuff anyway, it would draw the eye every now and then. It's just human nature. It's like when there's a TV on the bar. Like, we were fucking watching a hockey game so much or a baseball game so much the other day. Baseball, yeah. That people were like, oh, what's going on? And we were both like, I don't even know. We don't even care. It's just on.
0: (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. This comes from Reddit user. I wish it was Batman. I think a girl with a boyfriend might kind of like me. Thoughts? So I, a male 23-year-old, have a good friend here at grad school, a female 25-year-old, who has a long-distance boyfriend that she seems to really care about. She kind of initiated our friendship to begin with. I think she's so cool. So I went along with it. I I could be totally wrong. But I'm starting to get the vibe that she might kind of like me a little bit. She initiates text on me regularly. She comes and finds me at school to say hi. She invited me to go to a concert with her. And she's likes studying with me and has possibly tried to initiate a study session with me in my apartment. She seems to always want me around. Yesterday, she and another friend got up from our table to do something. And she was like, dude, come on. And then later, she and the same friend were talking about going to get tea and looked at me and said my name redacted, should come too. Or sorry, we've also at least towed the line between flirting a few times and she's broken the touch barrier. <laughs> and look, assuming I'm right about this, I don't want to be the homewrecker here. That's not me. But my grad program is extremely stressful. We see each other all the time. I'd be lying if I said I didn't like the attention. Any perspectives and advice would be appreciated. When
1: I was in university, I did all the things listed with, and this may shock people, friends. Oof. We did occasionally touch. Whoa. We said each other's names and invited each other out for tea. We studied at each other's apartments
0: and we joked. But did you play flirt?
1: I play flirt with everybody. That's true. It's one of these questions, again, where it's like you're describing friends. It could be more, but they have a boyfriend and you're in a stressful grad program. So it's like, and you have a good friend, it sounds like. So do you want to move from stressful grad program to more stressful grad program to girlfriend you probably won't trust because they cheated on their partner with you and also maybe ruining a friendship based on not much or do you want to finish your grad program and have a friend
0: you even say it yourself you don't want to be a homeworker. it yeah. seems like you don't want to make a move on her the thing is is you seem to be guilty because of the attention you're getting from her mm-hmm. which as Niall said you can be happy that you have a friend that thinks about you Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's, there's no guilt involved here. It's not like you made a move or she's made a move or Mm -hmm. like, sure. If you go and you have this study session at your apartment and clothes start coming off and she starts, you know, cuddling up with you or, you know, like, did she show up with the jeans with the holes near the ass? Oh, she could, if she did buy this poor woman, a new pair of jeans. (laughs) Um, You know, like if, if you start getting the sense that like, you know, if, if, The touching escalates to levels that you would be uncomfortable with if your girlfriend or you were doing like if you had a partner and you were doing it, then like, sure, maybe that's the time where you have to be like, hey, I appreciate this, but you do have a boyfriend and that's not really my vibe. Mm -hmm. Then, If that conversation has to happen, have the conversation. But if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, it's nice that she's inviting me to these things. Oh, I like spending time with her. Oh, she likes spending time with me. This is really nice. I like this. Mm-hmm. That's not
1: bad. Yeah, I get at no point was there like a should I make a move or whatever? I guess they're it's just confused a- by the entire situation. It's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. One, two, you don't seem to say you want anything from this person. So it doesn't matter if they try to make a move. As Dane said, you can turn them down. And them having a boyfriend is a very reasonable way for you to turn them down. And if it turns out that they don't. Then do you want to date them at that point or hook up with them or whatever? Because
0: at that point, you're not going to be an asshole if you do. Mm-hmm. I don't really see the issue. Here. Me neither. I, I think it's it's very, very important that, and we've talked about it before, that we as men start compartmentalizing normal friend things. Like if your dude friends were doing this, would you be like, oh, weird. I didn't know Dave was into guys. Or would you just think... Specifically me? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, this is... Thanks, Dave, for inviting me out for coffee. That's really nice. Oh, you want mm-hmm. me to come with you to run an errand, Dave? Of course. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. Like, I got nothing to do. I'll go to, you know, whatever. Yeah, somewhere it's nice to- that
1: Dave invited me out with Dave's other friend. Yeah. like if- That's another thing that's pretty powerfully not indicating that she's trying to get it on with you. It's like, she's not like, hey, me and you should go secretly to all these places, just me and you. It's like, I'm going with a friend and I'm inviting you to. That's pretty firmly friend category because, one- you're not just having all this intimate alone time too. It's like, if she has this partner, like her friends presumably will then be like, why are you always flirting with this guy?
0: Yeah. So we need to compare or start like realize and like thinking and being like, Oh, Hey, no, this is just behavior that friends do and then not get weird about it and just Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to be friends And then if things start to escalate or if you would like to escalate, and like I'm taking this out of this scenario of being like, you know, obviously you shouldn't try to escalate a situation romantically with someone who has a partner. But if if you're not sure, if you're like, oh, I'm actually starting to like have a bit of a crush on this person, but I'm not sure if she's just friends, then you either need to make the decision of being like, I'm going to ask you out. Or you're going to say, no, your friendship is too valid and not live in this weird purgatory of like, Mm -hmm. I like her, but I don't know where, I don't know where she stands on the matter. It's like, cool. You, you make that, you make that call. Either you say, I value the friendship and I want to be friends and you could still be attracted to your friends. I have a lot of friends that I'm like, damn, okay, you're hot, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't make a move on because at the end of the day they are far more valuable in my life as friends than, you know, to pursue romantically because I, you know, those, those situations can end messy. And I would much rather have someone that I care about and trust in my corner than potentially like another partner, a romantic or sexual partner.
1: Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, unless it's not clear if you haven't listened to the rest of the episodes, we don't recommend like breaking up relationships or getting involved with people in relation, just like have the dignity to let relationships be and not cause problems for them. So it's like, if you're in love with someone, but they have a boyfriend. Yeah. It sucks for you sorry
0: yeah and and again if you get to the point where you are so emotionally attached or romantically inclined to someone there is also no harm in being like look i i've started developing some feelings for you i think it's inappropriate because you have a boyfriend and it is it's stressful for me or or like it's taking a toll on me that mm-hmm. i fear will have negative consequences to our friendship so i kind of need to take a step back and reevaluate and you know make sure you're not blaming them you're not guilting them but there is also no harm in removing yourself from a situation that is causing you mental stress and duress.
1: And just don't don't be a dick to other people in relationships, you know what I mean? I like to treat them how I would like my own to be treated. So it's like if for whatever reason she does one day in a study session, slip the hand on the leg, but you know she's a boyfriend, do you want to be that guy? You probably do, but you shouldn't. <laughs> you want one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Pretty short. This is Objective Rabbit 4067 Boyfriend falls asleep during foreplay. I, 24-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 23-year-old male, have been dating since June. He's only gone down on me twice. That was in the first month, and he has only fingered me twice. There's rarely any foreplay. It's always, we spoon, he dry-humps me, he takes off his clothes, then my pants, and he penetrates me until he finishes, and that's it. The times I've asked him to touch me beforehand or do foreplay, he will reluctantly say yes, Then he will fall asleep while touching me. It has made me sob in the bathroom alone from the humiliation. I've told him his refusal to touch me down there and falling asleep during it makes me feel repulsing and unattractive. His three reasons are, one, he's tired. Two, the repetitive motion hurts his carpal tunnel. Three, he gets soft and it's hard to get hard again. This is so humiliating and makes me feel like the most unattractive, repulsing, unexciting woman to ever exist. I never want to have sex with anyone again.
0: Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's... I think a lot going on here. And I think the big thing that I would suggest is perhaps don't have sex when you're both about to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Like if this is the only time that he feels like he can initiate uh, sexual intimacy, perhaps there needs to be discussion of like when you are more comfortable, when like maybe open this up to fucking morning sex as opposed to like, I assume this is like you guys have gone to bed. And now that you are in bed, it is, you know, he's gets a little rowdy and then wants to, but like you mentioned that that is how sex goes also, but it also sounds like there's no play foreplay on his end. And I'm not trying to say, you know, this, this is not your fault, but it's not your fault, but like, it just seems like he's like, Oh, I I don't get hard. Like once I'm hard, it's hard to get hard again. If I go soft, it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, that is also what foreplay is. Also for, you know what I mean? Like if, mm-hmm. if I'm turned on and aroused, there might be times where like, if I'm going down on someone and I'm not being stimulated, I might go a little soft again because like no stimulation is happening for me. Um I often, I really enjoy going down on people. So like, I often sort of like, am still quite aroused while it happens, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of dudes who it, it might take a lot of fo- mental focus. And that is that, you know, you kind of do need to, to, to put a little effort into staying aroused. And depending on how long you're down there for, you can't just expect someone to be hard, you know, for 10-15 minutes if it's mm. well, it doesn't yeah. seem
1: doesn't sound like she is expecting him to be.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. I was like there it also seems like he doesn't have a, a good expectation of like what foreplay should be for him as well. Mm-hmm. But it's um, also
1: like to me very ironic of him to be like oh, like, I can't really worry about your arousal and your satisfaction because I'm worried about my arousal and my satisfaction. Mm. Like, oh, it doesn't matter that you don't enjoy this and I'm not doing anything for you because what if I get soft? Yeah. So I think let's let's go to all three. And I think you raised a really good point. If sex only happens this one way, why? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's why I think what you were bringing up. It's like, it's not your fault, but like, why is it that sex only happens this way when you spoon, when he's tired, when he seems to initiate it, You know what I mean? Like where's your initiation and where's the other times and why is it only this time? Is it like a scheduling conflict? Is it something else? Like, because that seems like it could be a major issue. If he's this tired all the time, either it's because of this timing or there's another issue at play. If he's so tired all the time that the second he has to take a minute to finger you, he conks out. He's either narcoleptic, barely hanging on by a thread. (laughs) <laughs> or you guys are doing this at the worst, worst time, right? Yeah. Two, repetitive motion hurts his carpal tunnel. Awesome. There's no carpal tunnel in your tongue. Next question.
0: Also, toys. If yes. you like to be fingered or stimulated, like if you want that, then introduce a vibrator. Be like, hey, your carpal tunnel is is bad. So here's a little pocket vibrator we can pop out. And, and look, I'm pretty sure vibrations are good for your bones, right? So, <laughs> so good. It's win-win. Like, mm-hmm. as Nell said, your mouth does not, it has no bearing on your carpal tunnel. Go down on her. Boom.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, he's gone down you twice, fingered you twice. Like, this just seems like he's not putting in any effort whatsoever, right? I'm glad that you've talked to him about it. But, like, these three reasons are kind of weird. Because, again, one, I don't think it's possible to be that tired all the time. And if there is, there are way bigger issues at play here. Two, mm-hmm. use your mouth. Or use a toy, as Dane said. Or, like, move around. Like, there are a lot of different ways to finger some from different angles. It can be easy. It can be very hard. It can cause a lot of strain. You can work with that to a certain degree. And if he's willing to do other stuff, it doesn't necessarily matter. And three, if it's him getting soft and it's hard to get hard again, that's where foreplay on your behalf comes in. But like, you know, he's able to get hard in the first place. I can't imagine he's unable to get hard when it gets further on. Like, I'm sure whatever you do in the first place can be done again.
0: And there's, you know, we've talked about it before. Erections are a tricky beast and a lot of it is mental. So maybe they're like, maybe he's had that one experience where he goes soft. And then in his head, he's like, oh no, it's soft. It's not going to. So, maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit of patience on your end while you try to rectify this whole situation of being like, it's fine if you go soft. We will, I will do light teasing. I will do, I'll use my mouth. You know, like Mm -hmm. I find that like a gentle coaxing is a lot more effective than like, oh, you've gone soft again. I'm going to try to like viciously jerk you off. Or, yeah, it's like, no, sometimes you just need to like, oh, he's just fingered you or he's used your toy a little bit. Then, like, okay. Take a brief moment. Have a nice little makeout session. You do some gentle strokes to sort of like get it back going, mm-hmm. and and figure out what he needs through trial and error, the same way that like you know most people discover things with themselves, or ask what he needs, what he would like, what feels mm-hmm. good for him, and worked on it together. Like it's it's not it's it, it right now. It seems like you guys have two expectations of what sex is. And neither of you are willing to talk about why that is and what you need. And you're just sort of like, you know, he's like, this is what I need and this is what I'm going to do. And you're like, I don't like it, but okay. Yeah, that's where it stops with me. So firstly, what Dane says is very important.
1: The mental game with erections and everything like that is hugely important. So when he mentions this, I think it's good to set the stage far before this is happening and just be like, look, if you go soft, I don't mind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to work with you. I'm not going to be embarrassed by that. Like, it happens. It's all good if it happens. Just let me know what we can do. We'll work through it. But secondly, it's like, if that is an issue, what's stopping him from making you finish after he's done? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't just end because he's come. That's the thing. Like, so that's not even an excuse. If for some reason you can't work around it, when he's done, it's your turn. It's toy time. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, I pleasure my girlfriend, but if I ever finish first, fuck, it sucks to be her. There's definitely been times I finish first and then it's it's her turn. Great. Wonderful. You know what I mean? That's just their time. Even that doesn't work. So it's like it's already blown through all three reasons. Again, apart from the tired thing, which if it's that prevalent, something has gone wrong.
0: So, yeah. And you need to like, this is just a matter of being like, okay, we, we aren't going to try to have sex at the end of the night when we are all showered and teeth are brushed and Mm -hmm. we're in our cozy pajamas and snugging in bed. Like, no, this is bad sex time for us. This is not, this is not a compatible time for us to have sex. And if he's like, well, no, I have enough energy to just dry hump you,
1: fuck you till I'm done and fall asleep. That's shitty because you like, you're not his sex toy. That's not sex for you. If you're not enjoying yourself, if you're just being used and all your needs are being ignored. So it's like, if that's all he can offer, then be like, okay, cool. We won't do that. You can get to bed slightly earlier and start to build up those energy reserves for when you want to actually have sex. Yeah, Because that's, and you shouldn't have to put up with that. I think is the most important part of this, right? If he's not willing to work through this shit, then you should not have this person as a partner because none of these things are stuff you can't surmount.
0: Yeah. With like minimal effort.
1: A lot of, like, very minimal effort.
0: Uh, We should start doing some Tinders to wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. At the end of the episode, we like to jump onto social media and online dating platforms to see what works, what doesn't work when it comes to uh, your online dating profile. We get on Tinder Bumble Hinge and uh, comb through the profiles in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Now, I tapped into your supplier, Niall.
1: No, you back off. That's right.
0: I have uh, a- right now. I have an Asian valiant heart, Tinder. This is Rochelle. Keep loving your heart. A life without it is like a sunless garden when the flowers are dead. 20 out of 10. Beautiful. Yeah, is
1: it a bot? It sounds like a bot.
0: <laughs> like, honestly, it's super planned.
1: It's cutesy and kind of adorable, I guess. But like what? Like, it, it doesn't sound like a person. It sounds like a bot or just aimless, like inspirational quotes.
0: Yeah, I think that like the the idea of like trying to inspire someone through a profile that most people won't even read yeah. is uh, an indication that you aren't aware of how this works. And I feel like that would translate into how you date. If that just, makes sense.
1: I feel like if you genuinely mean this, you are so disconnected from reality that like...
0: Yeah, like like you think that someone furiously swiping back and forth. Like I said,
1: most people... <laughs> oh, check I thought it. you were going to say furiously masturbating.
0: <laughs> well, like people saying yes and no at a, at a rate that most mm-hmm. people aren't reading profiles and shit. Like if you think that this is going to have any weight, then you're probably... Like I said, like you're, you're a little delusional and I, and I don't want, I don't want someone who's got the, the like rose tinted goggles of what, you know what I mean? Like I, I would prefer a more pragmatic partner who at the very least gives me some information about themselves. Even if it is a bland profile, like we talk about all the time, we're like, you know, you you've done it. You've told us some things to five, whatever this to me, I'm just like, I don't know what any of this means. And it doesn't really like, it's not even that profound. Like it's a pretty, like. Yes, love is important. Yes, I would like to feel affection in my life. Mm -hmm. No one is going to fight you on this, Rochelle. You did it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one. No,
1: I'll give it a two, just because it's not like aggressively offensive.
0: I'm going to give it a three, because I feel like that's almost the middle point of bad. Bad. There. This is Stevie,
1: level 27. Dual citizen from Denver, currently thriving in Toronto. Co-founder of Short Term Rental, crypto slash stock investor. 710 slash 420, honey. Music festivals, EDM, jam bands, metal, K pop, deadhead, in desperate need of some new goddesses to vibe with, go on adventures with our dogs, girls' nights, sesh. I think it's a broccoli and a fart cloud, so maybe weed and mushrooms? I don't know. Or even dance around a fire under the full moon.
0: Moon emoji. This is a woman?
1: I believe so. Yes, yes.
0: Okay. So it looks like they're looking for friends as well as mm-hmm. a partner hmm? or their buy or they're buy. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I guess there was, there was like moments of uh, like, let me tell you, it. I thought you were a dude. The second you said short term rental and crypto mm-hmm. stuff, like yeah. I was like, Oh, it's, it's fucking, you know, Braden. I, those, like there are things in between. I was like, okay, yeah, these they might not be my flavor, but like a good, a good rhythm and a good vibe. And then you're like short term rental. I was like, yeah, gross why would you ever ever talk about the fact that you're a short term rental or a landlord yeah I couldn't be more turned off by and then you mentioned crypto I'm like Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you're a landlord and you invent you're a crypto bro male or female I'm like no out
0: yeah so that's
1: already dropped it massively uh seem to be super into drugs that I'm not I don't even know what fucking 710 means with regards to 420 you know what I mean what's 710
0: mean yeah I don't know
1: and I don't love the whole, like, dance around a fire under the full moon. It gives me, like and the goddesses, it gives me very, like, girl boss crystal energy.
0: Yes. I see. I thought it was still a dude when that came up of the, like, mm-hmm. looking for more goddesses. Oh, yeah, which would be, our... I think, even worse. That, yes, that was, yeah. I, I think I'm going to give this a three as well. I'm going to give it a two as well. Actually, you know what? No, I'm giving it a two. Yeah. I, I wish would, I, I would, I would rather someone who lived in a sunless garden than a short term rental. Yeah. <laughs> also, did, did they say they invented it or founded it? Like, what, is, what was uh, the
1: Co founder of a short term rental. So I assume they had, they founded some kind of like Airbnb esque
0: company. Oh, maybe. Or did you just, like, are you the co founder with your rich parents who bought you a yeah. condo that you're renting out?
1: Oh, they're also the president and COO of this short-term rental, it says, as their job.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go some more. Two this more. Is,
1: this is Diesel. Just Damn. got out of a serious relationship. Want something casual to heal.
0: Looking for family. And Diesel
1: must, is... Must take life a quarter mile at a time. Diesel is a, a cute girl in a animal onesie. <laughs> I Damn. think it's a mouse. I think it's a cute mouse with like pink
0: cheeks onesie. So, it's yeah. still, still Vin Diesel. Still Vin yeah. Diesel energy.
1: Yeah. She, oh, wait. It says something about Corona and family here. It's cut off. It's, it's, it's too quick to read.
0: So here's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. The fact that her name is Diesel uh, and the fact that I wanted to immediately make a Vin Diesel joke, I have already forgotten what the profile is. Do you want it Which, again? no, I think that is everything I need to know about the profile, that it is immediately forgettable and that you didn't say anything worth sort of noting? Well, I think Our, it's a pretty noteworthy profile though. Okay, hear me again. Just got out of a serious relationship. Want
1: something casual to heal.
0: Yeah, again, like But that it's, it's red flags. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad, I mean, like, but like again, hey, again, it's I want you to heal me. I'm
1: damaged and you need to heal me. It's not a good approach.
0: Yeah, no. I so I'm I'm saying I'm saying like a 2 for this one as well.
1: It's joining the 2 crew.
0: Um, I more.
1: This is Jordanka,
0: alien, looking for my human. Above six
1: foot, please. No smokers. Intellect attracts me. Live in Philadelphia,
0: but the men here are not my vibe. So intellect doesn't sound like it attracts you. It sounds like physical height does. <laughs> like, if I could quantify what I have learned about you, it, it seems like there like if if someone is smart. But 5'8", not going to cut it. But would you date someone who's not smart and six feet? Sounds like it.
1: Also, like, I feel like the intellect attracts me. It's like a very kind of douchey, kind of like high horsey approach. But to also start off a profile like that with, I'm an alien looking for my human. What? What?
0: I also, I don't know. Like, did I miss something where alien has like has another meaning? Because I see a lot of women describing well, themselves as an alien.
1: It's cuz they're maybe they're the ones that escaped area 51 and they want you to clap them alien cheeks. Maybe. Cuz I'm just like, "I cool?" I guess. Yeah, I don't understand what that is. I think anything in maybe, that hey, kind of like
0: We might just be old. This might just be a kid thing, you know?
1: <laughs> they're so random, lol.
0: Lol. Rawr. Yeah. Uh I'm going to I'm going to put it at a 4. No.
1: It's, two. No, it's, a two. it's a two.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. It's um, day of twos. Unless you have a real. Oh, sorry, Oliver. I just kicked him in the face. Um, I do have a very quick one. Okay, hit me with. This is the last one. I don't know if we've done it or
1: not. This is Taskeen. No, make me. <laughs> Finally, a 10. <laughs> I love it because I'm sure it said, tell me something about yourself. And they just replied to the prompt.
0: <laughs> I. I like this energy. If it is a joke, I I would I want this to be. You know, I, I, I like. I know this is insane of me, but
1: based on the picture, I think it's a joke. Okay. There's a very like it's a very cute picture, but she's smirking. Okay. You know, it's they they seem like they're joking. I don't know. Yes.
0: A very impish. Olympian. Yes, it's it's mischievous. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a ten no, because I'm gonna send you
1: the, I'm gonna send you the picture just so you can okay. join in.
0: While Nell does that, I'm going to say thank you for listening. That's our show. We are all done. Thank you for for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with us every week. We really appreciate it. We have insider information that the Canadian Podcast Awards are going to be announced shortly. (gasps) There is nothing you can do to help us anymore other than we need manifestation power. (laughs) We need you to think about us. We want to be added into – you can put us right at the end of your nightly prayers
1: yeah, when you and your goddesses are dancing around the fire on the beach, chant about us a little bit. Throw, throw a crystal of ours towards the stars you worship.
0: I want to have to re-record the intro to that week's episode to say we're an award-winning podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like. However, I will also say if I do win best host in a series, I will be gone. I'm out. I will let it go to my head. I will fly off to Vegas have a bender and destroy my life.
1: I also still haven't forgiven everyone for not voting for me, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> um, but thank you very much. We really appreciate betrayal you. Is I voted for Dane and Dane didn't vote for me. And that's the only reason. I didn't vote for myself. I only voted <gasps> for you to lift you up. Sure. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. We couldn't thank you enough. Thank you for agent. You decide uh, for reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have a question, please head on over to everybody's podcast.com. Click the contact form. You get to choose your agent name and see if you do leave it up to us. We will just write what or we will just give you the agent name. So, so take it upon yourself to give yourself a cool agent name. Alternatively, uh, also, what else can I, they do on I that website?
1: They, they could support us, Dane. How? There's a Patreon button right there, and if they click into that, they have multiple tiers to choose from. Some are just pure support, and we love that. Some are a little bit more support, and we dish you out an extra episode every month in return. Some will get you on priority lists for questions, and some are outrageously expensive for no reason, and don't feel any pressure to do those ones.
0: (laughs) Yep, we had a funny joke that we wanted to make, and we made it. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you do want to do it, great. Uh, i'd
1: also like to thank all of our patrons because we have a few on there and they are all wonderful and they are the they are the engine that's keeping this train rolling and we really 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 appreciate it and also thank you to josh eagle in the harvard cities for our wonderful theme tune paper stars
0: can we just take a quick moment to choo choo for our patrons
1: Choo 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 uh ready for some bad sex writing I would love it. This is The Word is Murder by Anthony Horowitz, which is a pity because I like that guy. Haven't read his book since I was very young, but I remember them being good. Maybe not because he wrote, she was about 40 years old and was hurtling into middle age with complete recklessness, actually embracing it with a baggy, out-of-shape jersey, ill-fitting jeans, with a flower embroidered on one knee, frizzy hair, and cheap, chunky jewelry. She was overweight, an earth mother she might call herself.
0: Damn, this guy's been on online dating platforms for too long.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start calling people Earth Mothers.
0: Let me tell you, he does sound like he's just describing Miss Frizz from The Magic School Bus. Is
1: that her name? Also Miss Miss Frizzle? Miss Frizzle. Also, let's be fair. Hurtling into middle age with complete recklessness. That's how I want to do it.
0: That's absolutely how I want to do it. The second I start approaching middle age, I'm I want it to be with an absolute abandon. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I want people to be like, "Damn, Dane's really let himself go," but I not only arrive,
1: like... arrive at fifty, but like slightly aflame.
0: Yeah, it's like that scene in fucking uh, I think Red Dragon, where a dude gets set on fire and pushed down a street in like a a wheelchair, and it's just like a sleepy morning, and you just see. <laughs> That's how I want to enter into my middle age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Dane Miller,
1: and I, of course, am now Spain.
0: and we, of course. Are your soon to be award winning fuck? No, don't, don't jinx us!